Hey y'all, and welcome to Her Podcast. This is episode one, and I am your host, Key the Doula. In case you didn't know, this week's topic will be about young mothers needing additional support with my bold research. For this research, I had the honor of interviewing three young mothers and three birth workers whose name will be kept anonymous throughout the podcast. Throughout the podcast, I'll be sharing what I learned about adolescent pregnancy as well as my interviewee's experience. With the points I'll be making, I hope to give society and young moms a different perspective of young motherhood. Before we get into today's topic, I just want to make my three intentions clear. One, all young mothers and mothers period are amazing human beings. Two, I do not believe in mistakes. Instead, I believe in learned experiences shape you into who you are becoming. Three, I am not here to judge nor overstep my boundaries. The purpose of this research is to initiate healing, show young mothers that they aren't alone, and lastly, give young mothers and the world a different perspective of young pregnancy. Now, let's get into it. My very first point is, do not assume. Just because someone is a young mom doesn't mean she's promiscuous, bad, stupid, or any other absurd adjective. Too many times I've seen society judge young mothers, and that energy is not needed. In regards to promiscuity, just to make this clear, regardless of whether someone sleeps with a lot of people or not, I just have one thing to say about how many times it takes someone to become pregnant. Once. Just once. I'm totally backed by science on this, guys. There's no question that the only way to completely prevent pregnancy is to not have sex at all. You have much higher odds of falling pregnant with no contraception being used, and contraception is pretty good at preventing pregnancy. Unfortunately, however, no contraceptive is 100% reliable. For example, the first mother I interviewed was actually using the ring and had no clue she was pregnant for about half of the pregnancy. It's the frequency and how often you have sex and when you do it, not the amount of partners. So don't assume. Just be told, don't assume unless it serves you. It's true that many young mothers do not plan their pregnancies. This indeed is a problem. But to address this, the reproductive health and justice community must take a look at the larger systems that deny young women, especially young women of color, low income and immigrant young women, the information, material, and resources to prevent pregnancy. We need to support sex education and access to birth control as a part of a platform that gives all women, young women included, a real choice about whether and when to start their families. We need to support young women who become pregnant and choose to terminate their pregnancies by eliminating the Hyde Amendment, which bans federal funding for abortion. We need to have the hard conversations around child sexual abuse and dating 
partner violence that are completely ignored in mainstream conversation about young pregnancy. We need to fix the educational system that shuts out these young women, denying them opportunities for which they might decide to delay starting families. And finally, we need to support young women who choose to parent by providing them with the resources they need to parent with dignity. Being a young mom does not have to be devastating. And young parents should have as much opportunity to succeed as young women who choose to delay pregnancy or never give birth at all. My second point is, young moms are all capable of being fit moms. I say capable because this applies to every parent, no matter what age. Teenagers are thought to be too young to be good parents. Good parenting is a skill learned over time. And as many moms would agree with, can be challenging at any age. The same challenges I saw younger mothers struggle with as a doula, older mothers, especially first time mothers struggled with the same thing. The struggles, not even the struggles, the reality of motherhood does not discriminate. Young women who become mothers set the example of who they want their child to grow up to be. Good people, good citizens, and good students. If you want to be honest, there are many grown parents that are unfit to be parents. Remember that. Age ain't a thing but a number. <laughs> Another subpoint is to understand the differences between a learning versus an unfit mom. Just because then a new mom doesn't know how to do things like burping a baby correctly does not make them unfit. Instead of watching mothers struggle, maybe even judging them for things they don't know, if you can help them, show them. Sometimes they don't know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That comes with being a new mom, period. One of the birth workers I worked with and interviewed with, who was a community doula, talked about working with young moms and being asked questions like how to swaddle baby, burp them, etc. And when she said that, I was so shocked because I was exposed to caring for babies at a young age with becoming an aunt at the age of seven. What I thought was natural to me and other moms is not going to be natural to new moms who lack that experience. But that does not make them any less of a mother. That incident made me realize and remember that we are all human beings at different stages in our lives and everything is a learning opportunity. My last point is to mind your business respectfully. If there's one thing I learned throughout my experience as a doula, life in general, being an aunt and doing this research, all the things, I've learned two things. Being pregnant can be challenging and motherhood is not easy. This summer, I had the opportunity to do a lot of doula work and I've seen it all. Babies crying every two hours because they're hungry. You have doodle all up and down their back or they're up simply at 4 a.m. just because. Imagine all of that on top of being a student and going to school and going through postpartum, which can last up to two years working, etc. 
I promise you, all that judgment you think about a young mom, sadly, she probably thought about it too. So save your judgment and save your petty remarks. The misconception about teen parents and their parenting make it more challenging for young women who have babies to seek out and get help. When young moms hear discouraging messages, they doubt their ability to succeed and have any control over their future. Instead, these young women need to hear positive, supportive messages to build the self-esteem and tenacity they need to achieve their dreams they have for their young families. Remember that wherever you pour into the mama affects the baby, whether good or bad. Now, for the second portion, now we'll be shifting gears. For mamas, I have collected a few points that the mama interviewees have emphasized in their interviews that I've also agreed with. And for starters, number one is find your support system. One of the most important things a mom can do is identify her support system. One of my interviewees said, these are the people who you can confide in, who actively listen without judgment, who you can cry your ugliest cry and even smell a little funky, and they will be there and give you a good laugh and force you to shower while they look after the baby. These are the people that make sure that you have what you need even when you didn't realize you needed it. Whether it's a spouse, sibling, a in-law, parent, or best friend, having a cheerleader and supporters in your life can make the difference between misery and a peace of mind. Having a therapist, a doula, or a supportive healthcare provider is also equally important. The reality is all new moms need support. Even the ones who have given birth once, twice, or even a million times, allowing others to help you is a part of taking care of yourself. And the bonus of that is that you will never feel completely alone. Be willing to help yourself. Without this, you won't get anywhere. Surprisingly, I have met many mothers who surround themselves by various of people willing to help but for one reason or another, they prefer to go through it alone. And I just wanna let you know, there is no glory in pointless, solitary struggle. I hate to see moms unnecessarily burn herself out because she refuses the help of a perfectly capable and willing person. For those who truly don't have an outside support, it's time to get out your comfort zone, reach out to other moms and get assertive about taking care of yourself. You owe it to yourself and your child. My second point, which is very important to me, is to heal so your children do not have to heal from your experiences. Children are said to be like teachers in tiny bodies. They're master teachers who come to show and teach things that mothers need to heal in order to grow and evolve. Through many generations, Many have forgotten this and have put the responsibility of their pain onto their children and have taken for granted the great gift they represent. As I mentioned in the beginning, children are teachers. 
they show parents their triggers, the things they need to heal, the parts of them they're not willing to accept as their truth. Just know that when they see that you're capable of healing, learning, willing to change for the better, then they will also be more willing to do the same. They will be willing to accept responsibility in the future. They'll be willing to see life as a big lesson that they can use for growth. And most importantly, the relationship they're able to establish with you as their parent will determine the type of relationship they will have in the future with their children and others they will come across. This kind of relationship should consist of love, respect, and healthy boundaries. It's up to you to take back your responsibility for your unresolved traumas, which is one of the many lessons children are here to teach. Responsibility is not just taught by telling them to clean up their rooms and make up their bed. It's to show them that you are willing to accept and take the ownership of your own issues and heal for you because you matter, because you are your own sovereign being capable and willing to do so. That is what you show them so they can too mirror that. Now, on to my last point. Live life to the fullest. Motherhood and life in general can be stressful enough. Don't be so focused on everything that you forget to enjoy the now. Motherhood is one of the most beautiful times in a woman's life. As mothers, women explore a number of feelings that they never knew existed and share unique experiences and unrepeatable moments. Even life out of motherhood, traveling, pursuing education, career, vacation, dream house, and dinner dates are all part of living. These are all successes and luxuries that are obtainable during and after a baby. Is As long as you have a pulse, baby, your life is not over, nor does it have to be thrown away. Remember that postponing doesn't mean it's over. If you have a bucket list, whether you wrote it down or stored it in your head, I dare you, I dare you to complete one of those things off your list. In conclusion, young pregnancy is such a topic that keeps getting overlooked in society. This group needs more support, support from an institutional and societal level. At first, when doing this research, I was hoping to categorize support for young mamas and say what they need, but I realized but support differs for everyone. So I'm not here to say what support looks like for a mother because it varies. But what support is not is stigma and judgment. Support is listening, being caring, asking reasonable questions, and simply staying in your place. Isn't it crazy how the basic fundamentals of life, like minding your business and treating others the way you want to be treated, can go a long way? If you are a young mama listening, I just want you to know that I hear you. 
I see you. I support you. I believe in you. And know you're not alone. And you damn sure don't have to be. Thanks for listening to Heard Podcasts with your host, Key the Doula. I hope you enjoyed episode one. If you are ready and willing to continue our journey of healing, empowering, and redefining our lives, join me for next week's episode for the talk. As always, you can head over to Keandra Story Doula Services, Instagram at Keandra's.story to stay connected with my doula and women's in health work. But other than that, that's all for episode one, folks. Until next time.